Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Arthur Luke, branding expert, blogger, serial business starter with way too many years experience in helping some of the world's biggest brands as well as smallest startups to find success. And today it's confession time. Yes, I'm in love with horse poo. What are you talking about, you crazy man? What do you mean horse poo? Well, let me explain. Now, over the years, I've started countless businesses, most of them small and some of them successful. In the process, I've learned many lessons about starting a business in both the right and the wrong way. Now, if you've read some of my articles, you'll know that I've spent over 35 years in branding, including time as creative director of the world's biggest branding agency. And having worked for the biggest brands and the smallest startups, let me tell you something you may not know. They all make the same mistakes. Now, this knowledge adds a valuable element to my toolkit that you probably don't have when it comes to launching a new business idea on a budget, or sometimes no budget at all. Many of my early ideas suffered from over-enthusiasm. In other words, I let my enthusiasm, which has always been boundless, lead the way. I'd rush ahead of myself, desperate to start creating. I would immediately jump headfirst into the creative process, doing all the tasks I enjoy most. I would assume, or fool myself, that because I thought it was a good idea, other people would too. And I'd conveniently avoid facing up to the tough question of why anyone would want my idea in the first place, and equally important, whether it would make any money. Warning, beware enthusiasm. Too little and you'll fail, too much can be dangerous. Too little and you'll slowly grind to a halt, too much can make you unfocused, undisciplined, and sometimes even take you in the completely wrong direction, clouding your judgment, blinding you to the facts, it can seduce you into trying everything but achieving nothing. Several of my early ideas relied on other people for skills that were critical to the launch of the business. This meant that from day one, I allowed myself to be a hostage to the skill and professionalism of others, and in many cases, total strangers. In some of my early attempts, the time scale to launch was just way too long. Too many tasks and man hours were required just to get to a point at which I could test even whether or not the idea had a, had a market. Sometimes I'd get sidetracked by the unimportant or wrong priorities. I'd spend too much time on the idea before I considered the audience. I'd be seduced by the packaging, the design. In other words, I'd spend too much time and money or place too much importance on things that were not critical to producing my MVP, or as they say, minimal viable product. And therein lies the rub. Before I get to the actual subject of this article, I just want to remind you that when you start a new business for the first time, you don't know what you don't know. Until your new idea can be tested in front of real paying customers, you're in the realm of assumption and guesswork. No matter how much research you've done, it's a fact. It makes perfect sense, therefore, to spend as little of your hard-earned money as possible until you do so and risk as little as you can. And this is what I call intelligent bootstrapping. Most entrepreneurs fail at the first attempt, and the second, and the third. It's better to waste as little money and time as possible on each attempt. And here's a valuable tip. Eliminate uncertainty. At the beginning of any new business venture, there's always a high level of uncertainty. At this stage, you're making lots of assumptions about how your new idea, product, or service is going to work. These assumptions need to be quickly and clearly defined and tested. By doing this, 
you reduce the uncertainty and risk of failure. Now my next little knowledge nugget, that's a difficult to say, or power thought, is how you start is more important than you think. Yes, you could just wing it. Most entrepreneurs will tell you that it, it doesn't matter where you start as long as you start. And I know that's true, but it's also how you start that matters. Understanding how will prevent you from repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Yes, you could just go with your gut feeling, but is it worth the risk? Over 90% of new businesses fail, so you owe it to yourself to try and get it right the first time. Okay, poo at last. Yes, I did say this article was about the confessions of a poopreneur, so let me explain. Late last summer, I had an idea for another new business, and it came to me while I was picking horse poo. I'd been thinking about what makes the perfect entrepreneurial idea. As I'm sure you know, entrepreneurship is about creating something new out of something others believe has no value. And I wanted to develop an idea that was easy to produce, could be launched quickly, at little or no cost, and without the need for outside 30 third-party programmers, expensive equipment or software. I also wanted to be able to test it on real paying customers within a matter of months. As far as I was concerned, I'd given myself the perfect challenge. Picking up poo got me thinking. We have a couple of family horses, but horses are expensive to keep, expensive to feed, and they also produce a hell of a lot of poo. Now farmers give away horse manure for free. Why? Because it stinks. Horse manure is full of weed seeds. It's smelly. It's awful stuff. It'll burn your plants. You can't just throw it on the garden. So you have to store it down at the bottom of the garden for months until it cools down and it's ready to use in the spring. On the face of it, it's not the perfect product for a new business. However, it was the perfect challenge for me. After some Google research, I found out that Victorian gardeners would make up a rough and ready manure tea for their plants by filling a large sack with fresh horse manure and soaking it in a large barrel of water. The goodness from the manure would gradually seep through into the water, creating a liquid plant feed. Now this was an unpleasant task which only the keenest Victorian gardeners would attempt. And who can blame them? But that got me thinking. What if you only had a patio? Or a small garden? Or you lived in a city and you had no access to huge quantities of hot smelly manure? What if you didn't want to fill the boot of your beautiful family car with hot bags of smelly said poo. So after a number of failed attempts and a good many additional hot showers, I finally developed a way of processing fresh manure into dry, odorless, weed-free, nutrient-rich soil conditioner in a tea bag. And all you had to do was add water and pour. The exact process, the secret sauce, the liquid gold, is now a well-guarded family secret. At the cost of 40 quid, I had some Samples tested at a lab, and hey presto, we had a raw product that was full of nutrients for the garden. We now had a product, but no name, no packaging, no brand, no logo, and no customers. Deciding on a name for your business is, I have to tell you, not easy. Get it wrong, and you may regret it for years to come, but don't get stressed about it, it's not rocket science. We wanted a name we could trademark, a name we could get a .com domain for, a name that was memorable and, if possible, had a little humour, especially as I had a feeling customers might need a little persuading. After doing some initial trademark searching and checking for available domains, we decided on Winnie Pooh as the name of the business and the brand, and the tagline was going to be Nurture Nature Naturally. 
the product became Winnie Pooh Manure Tea, and the money would spend so far about 270 quid. Now that included the cost of buying the trademark, the domain name, the hosting of the website, and the initial lab sample test. A brand was born. The next step was to source some biodegradable bags, print some swing tags for each bag, rent a test stall at the local farmer's market, that cost 15 quid, have a six foot banner printed with our logo and the strap lane on it, that was 30 quid, and we had a product ready to put in front of real customers. That first market day was a real success. We got a chance to find out what total strangers thought of our new idea, test out our sales chat, find out who the real customer was, what their age was, what gender, etc., and test out the pricing. And we sold 28 bags of Winnie Pooh tea on a cold Saturday market day. 28 bags, is that all? I can hear you say. Well, in terms of testing the market and being able to confirm our hopes that we wanted something good, it was a massive success. Fast forward to today, and briefly eight months on, and we've already extended our product line based on real feedback from customers. Here's another nugget. If you're struggling to expand your product range, listen to your customers, face to face if you can. They may not know what they want, but they do know what they need. We've used our very small, tiny in fact, budget wisely. We've used it on stalls at a couple of big gardening fairs to spread the word about Winnie Pooh. The result of that was that we picked up a couple of wholesale customers as well as individual customers both on the market days, at the fairs and from the website, including a recent order from the Royal Botanical Gardens at Kew in London. Everywhere we go, people love the product, the branding and the design. It all came from picking up some poo and ignoring those friends who thought I'd gone crazy. Why would anybody want to buy poo tea, they said. Arthur, you're a crazy person. Get yourself a day job like sensible people do. Well, I think that's it for now. I'll go into the story in much greater detail another time. It's too good not to. Oh, and by the way, if you're a gardener and you need some Winnie Pooh, you could check it out at winniepoo.com. That's W-H-I-N-N-Y-P-O-O.com. Sorry, I couldn't resist trying to sell some to you. I hope you've enjoyed this story. If you do, then you can subscribe to my podcast. And if you're on Instagram, you can follow me at luke.online. If you have a business idea, you want to launch, but you don't know how, you can also check out my coaching course or online course at arthurluke.co.uk. Whatever you decide to do with your life, have a good one. Talk to you soon.